Hi, everybody. This is Jeffrey Short from Market Scale. Today, we're talking about something that I think is relevant to every business of every size that is rent. And here to talk about it, we have a special guest, Stephen Kalifowitz, the president of Localized.City. It's an AI interface that is really providing a lot of new data and insight for uh, home buyers and renters uh, in New York City and now into Chicago. So, Steve, thanks for joining us. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Well, we really wanted to get your perspective because you, uh, your entire business revolves around this space of rent prices and data and information on the uh, home buying market. Um, can you quickly also just explain a little bit better than I'm sure I did uh, what Localized.City is and does? Absolutely. So we're a uh, home platform, a real estate platform that allows people to come and find a home that matches their needs. To do that, what we started with is have a big team of data scientists and urban planners. The data scientists know how to work with massive amounts of data, which has nothing to, each data set has nothing to do with one another. Our urban planners have a deep understanding. They all have master's degrees from great universities and years of experience, learning and thinking and in practice building cities, uh, understanding the policies that go into place and why they are how they are how things are measured. And so they really bring a domain expertise to the data that our data scientists work with. Now, when those two work together, it's a man-machine interface, they're uncovering knowledge from data that's helping people make important decisions. It's strange to think that in almost anything you can buy, you can go to the internet and ask the internet, what is this thing? What's it going to be like to own it? And you make a really great decision before you buy or rent that thing. And that capability has evaded uh, the biggest expense most people have in their life, which is a home that they buy or rent. Uh, and so our goal is to help people be able to turn to the internet, specifically to localize.city, and before they choose to buy or rent a home, they can ask us, what's it going to be like to live here? Or more importantly, they can ask a question that they could never ask before, which is to say, for example, I work from home. And so I need an apartment or a home with good sunlight and quiet streets. My partner works across town and he or she likes to ride their bike to work and they want a ride that's under 30 minutes. And my kids need to go to a good school and a school that I could walk them to. And they could ask for those things and then they could say, here's my budget and we'll show them the homes that meet all of those needs or help them understand from the options that are available on the market, what are the best options that could meet their needs and what the trade-offs are. That kind of capability of using data to make a good decision has evaded real estate until now. And we've already been finding that people are making better decisions, um, both where to live and then from the landlord's side, um, how to describe their properties or understand how to talk to people. You know, Until now, there's been a, a large um, asymmetry of information. Right? The people who own properties know a lot more than those who don't. Um, and with that asymmetry going away, it's changing how people are able to uh, both find properties and negotiate for them. Right. And <clears throat> I specifically wanted to talk a little bit about the price. I think anyone mm -hmm. uh, from New York City or San Francisco, Chicago, um, has seen how much prices of homes and I'm sure business owners have noticed commercial properties rising. Um, obviously, your your interface allows people to see all these unbelievable data points, and they can make a more, uh, as you said, uh, symmetric um, decision, I guess. But mm -hmm. is price coming down sort of a goal or an effect that you think 
data will have on uh, buyers? I think it, there's so much discussion about price because that's really been the only data point that's available. For example, I own my house and before I bought it, what's the one data point that the bank did to make sure that the loan to value is right? They had an evaluator, an appraiser come and do a comp analysis where they look at other homes and similar homes, hopefully, see what they sold for and then assess from that if I'm paying a decent price. And that was really the only thing they had to go on. But price is only one factor of living somewhere, right? Like if you choose to live somewhere and you think it's going to be really great, but you didn't know that they're going to build a new building across the street and it's going to create a lot of noise and dust and parking issues and, and, and all of that, like no matter how cheap it is, you know, if you're sensitive to those things, it's a bad deal for you. Uh, but until now, the only data point people had was price. And now that people are able to learn a lot more about what it's like today and what will be coming in the future, uh, what we're already seeing, at least for customers who use our site, is that it's changing how they evaluate things. For example, if you have a dog and that dog is like your child, knowing that uh, a park nearby is getting an upgrade and will have really great amenities for dogs might make it worth it for you to spend an extra 50 bucks a month because it's going to make your dog's life and by uh, by association your life uh, a lot better and and really that that shift towards using data to maximize the lifestyle you want to live uh, as opposed to just getting a good price um, is is the goal and i and what i see a lot of people is super appealing to a lot of people Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I know you guys focus more on the home buying and renting side of things, but can you talk to me about maybe some of the similarities or differences that home buyers and renters are, you know, what are they looking for compared to a business owner, a commercial property? Sure. So for commercial properties, you know, there's, it's interesting that you, you may have heard Starbucks and McDonald's have often been referred to as real estate companies with food businesses on the side right? Like they are so good. They've spent millions of dollars being able to analyze things like foot traffic or, you know, people who shop in this shopping center, where do they tend to live and how much money do they have? And what are their other food options? And, you know, really analyze those kinds of things to maximize their stores. Um, and so for them, it's always been about data. Um, and for the, and that's why you see them everywhere. Uh, they're really good at assessing a property, sometimes better than the landlord. Um, and assessing the value and potential in that property and, and many times better than the landlord. The landlord's job was to secure the property. Uh, Starbucks, McDonald's, and other you know, big chains, their job is to find good locations where they can maximize revenue per square foot. Um, so for that, for businesses, uh, at least on that scale, it's revenue per square foot. That's it. Um, and sometimes for a business like Starbucks, the, the, the store is actually part of their advertising, right? Because they're selling an experience, not just a coffee. Uh, and so putting it in the right place where, you know, sometimes you just need to be in a certain location. Like if you walk across 9th Street uh, in, in New York City, on every street corner uh, along 9th Street, at every intersection of the avenues, there's a Starbucks. Uh, and that's because people walk across 9th Street from all the subways. And it's just strategically important that people walking to work in the morning or coming home see a Starbucks. Um, maybe they won't buy there, but they're more likely to buy when they get out at the other, at the other side. Um, whereas for people, it's more about how am I going to live there? It's a super personal, uh, decision, right? Like no two homes are the same. I think there's a challenge on the, on the smaller business side, you know, like the, the person who wants to open up a pizza shop, 
right? They, 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 that ability to analyze a location and understand who are the customers that come here? What are their options? That's a much harder thing. My father was in the food business and before he would decide to, to buy a, a location to um, open up a, a restaurant, he would spend weeks just like standing on the corner watching people. Uh, what, what, what kind of, what are they holding? What kind of bags are they carrying? Like not just brand bags, like shopping bags. Like if they, what stores are they shopping at? Um, you know, where are they coming from? Where are they going? He would stop people and talk to them just to get a sense of who's there so that he can make an assessment on what kind of store would make sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, of course. And you made a great point uh, with those big corporations who have maybe the resources to do better research or, um, you know, really drill down on um, where they're going to be uh, putting a business compared to, like you said, every single person kind of out on their own. they have, you know, the, the family has not had that kind of access to data that uh, we're seeing now prop up. But can you also tell us a little bit about why prices and rent are fluctuating the way that they are? We were reading an article in the Wall Street Journal about Barney's getting their annual rent raised by $11 million. What sort of leads to that swing? You know, there's, there's a, some of this is going to be my opinion or some hearsay, just as a, just as a caveat. Um, but New York City is is a crazy place in terms of uh, real estate and certainly from a um, uh, retail because it's, every year the number of tourists who come here just goes up. It's amazing. This is the if you want to do something interesting, you want people to see it. This is the place to do it. Um, and so many of these stores operate at a loss, but it's so important that you know people from overseas or even across the U.S. when they come to New York. Part of their experience is I'm going to buy that thing at like the Apple flagship store or this store or that store. Um, and again, even if they operate at a loss, it's so important for these businesses to have a presence here and to capture those uh, those tourists and to be in that experience. And, and again, it could be just people here on business, right? Like the number of conferences that are now held in New York City, it's unbelievable how many people come here. And when they go out, you know, they got to encounter the, these certain shops. And as a result... Um, big retail's uh, opportunity to create stores that are experiences, right? Like Apple's shop in Grand Central Station is like an unbox. It's like a, a store turned inside out. Um, you know, and it's, it's an amazing thing what they built there. And the number of stores like that that you can create. Warby Parker, right? They started as an online glasses shop. Um, now they have so many retail locations in New York City alone, certainly across the country. And I, I read that like some of their their uh, revenue per square foot rivals that of uh, of Tiffany's. So New York is one of these crazy markets where landlords are looking around and seeing these things and saying, "Well, you know what? I don't really care who's here. I want to get top dollar." Um, and so a place like Barney's can get really squeezed uh, because the landlord wants high rent, and because so many of these landlords have been here for so long, you know. They don't mind keeping a store empty for a certain time until they can find, get the right price, right? Like they're, the, the landlords in New York City are less concerned about month-to-month income when they can get such a big jump uh, from someone else and they, they, they have the cash flow to wait. Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks for putting that into perspective because it's definitely something that uh, I think people see these staggering numbers and they don't necessarily know what the science behind it is or the thinking behind it is. And especially in, in home buying and renting and real estate, um, 
the work that you guys are doing, I feel like is very important because you're giving so many people new insights and information that uh, previously had not really existed. So um, Steve, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, we look forward to seeing the impact that Localized.City has on the New York real estate market. And uh, I'm sure we'll be doing something like this again soon. That'd be great. Thank you so much for having me. This interview is part of the MarketScale Contributor Program. If you'd like to be featured as a contributor on MarketScale.com, please submit content to publications at MarketScale.com or head to our publications pages at MarketScale.com industries to see more.